Welcome to How We Did It, a podcast dedicated to dentists teaching dentists. This podcast is powered by ESS Dental Solutions, and all of the guests are ESS top practice providers that share their experiences, best practices, and what set them apart in their communities. All right. Welcome, everyone, today. So we are interviewing our February winner of the ESS Top Practice Award, Dr. Dustin Wallace of Maumel Family Dentistry in Arkansas. Hi. How are you doing today? Doing great. It's a little chilly, but uh, we're handling it. I got a jacket. I'm ready to go. Right. I know I'm ready for some warm weather to like come in and stick and not just tease us a little bit. So I know we got to talk a little bit that today's your first Friday to kind of uh, get back into some fun and wrapping up things from the busy week and the snowmageddon there that you guys experienced this last week. Um, So I'm excited just to learn more about you and your practice and kind of talking about um, what got you that top practice winner um, award and what a top practice looks like to you. So I'm going to kind of just turn it over to you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about how you got into dentistry and um, what we what we should learn more about yourself. (laughs) All right, let's do it. Um, So my name is Dustin Guy Wallace. My dad was a typewriter repairman. My mom was a waitress and then clerical work and all of that. So that's, that's where I came about. Um, have one little brother. Um, and, uh, I guess it started for me real early, the fascination with dentistry because I was about three years old and, uh, running around the house, you know, and wham, I hit my grill right into the, uh, coffee table and, uh, cracked several of my front teeth and, uh, did, did a lot of destruction. And then uh, my parents took me to the, the pediatric dentist, ended up with, I, I don't remember exactly how many, but probably about 10 silver caps. So half my teeth were silver. Uh, this was, uh, you know, well, when it happened, it was probably still in the 80s because I was born in 86. But as you know, before they came out of my mouth, you know, um, they were, it was probably first grade when they all fell out. So it was the early 90s. And uh, hip hop culture was rising. And uh, I thought I loved my silver teeth. I was fascinated with them. Mom hated them. Uh, School pictures, you know, it looked like a metal mouth, but I I loved them. Uh, So that that kind of ignited a little dentistry spark in my head. Then, of course, I got braces when I was 12, around sixth grade. And uh, there was more fascination. And I've never had a cavity. so I guess all of my dental experiences were good and not bad because I never had any you know, hard work done um, other than braces, which were tough. And, and of course, the, the silver caps, I was, I think, sedated for that. So um, no real bad experiences I could remember. And I just uh, the dentist was always happy. The team was always happy whenever, whenever I was a child growing up. So I just kind of had it in my mind that was something I wanted to do. Um, along the way, I also fell in love with music. I grew up a uh, church of Christ and we sang acapella music, um, no instruments. So the vocals, I, I, and, and my ear got really, uh, I guess, fine tuned. And then I picked up band. And when I got into uh, middle school, high school, and, uh, from there, I fell in love with music and, and I decided I might want to be a band director. 
So I, uh, when I went to college, I told the, I guess the admissions counselors, I said, you know, I, I want to be a band director or a dentist. And they kind of chuckled and said, well, wow, you're one of the first people today that knows what they want to be, you know? And so long story short, they told me to do music first, then, um, then dental because the other way around would be nearly impossible because of how hard the dental dental stuff is. And, and I agree with them. I, I think they advised me well. Um, so I was a music teacher. I did a music degree in four years and then I was a music teacher for one year. And then I, I said, nah, I think, I think dentist was the better answer. So, so here I am um, after seven more years of school, I think 11 total years of college, I'm finally a dentist and I've been doing it for about four or five years now. Wow. That's awesome. That's a really cool journey. I'm sure as a mom, the panic that, that your mom felt when you did hit your teeth. And then I cannot just imagine having silver teeth. I also was born in the eighties and, and can relate that at least, you know, nowadays that probably would have been even more traumatic, you know, just with yeah. having that and versus the, the time frame that we grew up. It's so funny how you related to, I was cool then. Like it was, it was yeah. in. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. That's really funny. And it's really so. kind of, I, I think it's really inspiring too, how your experiences at just a small age um, really kind of had an impact. And then it went into your teens with braces and that change that it made, you know, to, to be able to now kind of give that back to your patients. I did hear someone told me when I, I spoke about, um, as we would be talking today that you do some fun things in your office, uh, office with kids and something about balloon animals, maybe tell me something. Is, is that correct? So, yeah, yeah. That's something that I've, uh, kind of adopted. Uh, when I first got out of dental school, uh, I'd kind of had enough of kids cause I did six through 12, you know, as a teacher of beginning band, middle school band, high school band and choir as well. Um, and, uh, I was like, man, here we go again. When I got out of dental school, the, the best, job opportunity I could find ended up being a pediatric dental uh, clinic. And it was actually three locations, Pine Bluff, Little Rock, and Fort Smith. I was a travel dentist for them um, here in uh, Arkansas. It's called Cool Smiles, K-O-O-L. And I yeah. loved their name. I think they have since, um, I don't know, sold out their, their company. So I don't know if they still exist, but um, but anyways, uh, I had to do only mostly kids for a year and a half right out of dental school. And I, I was scrambling to try to find something, something I could do to, you know, bribe or impress or win them over, you know, make them feel more comfortable. And um, balloon, balloon animals became, you know, my avenue to do that. Um, certainly personality. And then I would sing, I, I did a lot of singing, you know, um, awesome. um, so, um, I think I spent probably one weekend on YouTube, uh, bought the balloons on Amazon. And, uh, I think tying, tying this, the balloon is like the hardest part, uh, <laughs> just getting it tied. Uh, and yeah. certainly airing, the, the twisty balloons are really hard to air up. It's almost impossible to do it with your mouth. Uh, and I used to play tuba and I still, I can't oh, blow them up. I have to use the pump. So, um, just so, practicing here, that me, dexterity you, for I, your hand piece, right? <laughs> let me show you a demo right here. All right. So, uh, let's go with baby blue. 
I always tell kids this is my mustard jar. We're going to squirt some <laughs> mustard into this. I don't know why it just looks like mustard. Then, my kids would thoroughly enjoy this. They would want to yeah. go to the dentist. <laughs> yeah, a kid, the kids love it. Um, they'll start telling me, you made me a, a dog last time. I want something yep. different or whatever. And I, I've got about six or seven but the dog is probably the one of the quickest ones I can do. So I, right. especially if I'm cramped on time, that's the one I'll go with to try to save time. A balloon sword is also, that one's very fast. I can do that uh, very yeah. quickly. But, I bet um, if you sent a poll out to your parents, they would say, yep, I hear it about nine, 10 times a week. I want to go see the dentist and get another <laughs> balloon animal. That's great. I have a lot of patients that tell me they were ready to come get their balloon. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And what an easy way to bribe them to get in the car to go get their teeth cleaned or checked, yes, you know? <laughs> yes, it's, it's, a, it's a good little trick to have. So this here is a standard dog balloon that I make. I can't believe just off of YouTube. That's awesome. Mostly like a weenie dog. <laughs> um, That's and good. Usually I will step it up one more notch for them if I have time. And I'll, uh, you know, kind of paint a face on them. But, um, but yeah, it, it's it's very helpful uh, to try yeah, to entertain and, and so make the kids cute. Well, there's no question why you got the top practice award for February. <laughs> I mean, it's just little things like that that you know, obviously one, it's a business, one, it's a, a serving industry, you know, to the community. Um, but just to take it a step further where the things that may look little like parents stressing about, I mean, my son also had a, a, a traumatic uh, dental experience or dental injury. And honestly, it's, it's stressful for the parents too. So if I know I'm going to someone that's welcoming and, and, you know, just makes it a fun experience, it just takes the stress out of it. So it's really just, nice to see that giving back and just that personality that you bring to your practice. Yes, ma'am. So um, we talked a little bit about your singing and kind of exploring or well, the, you know, education now background that I didn't know about um, into mm -hmm. the, the musical aspect. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about just your community involvement and what that looks like, because I'm really interested. That sounds really exciting. Yes, ma'am. Um, well, so I have a best friend that he was with me down in South Arkansas. He got his uh, music degree there after I had already gotten mine up at uh, North Arkansas at the, with the Razorbacks. Uh, I went down uh, after I taught school for a year. I went to actually went to his college where he was getting his music degree. And then I was getting my de dental uh, uh, requirements done. Uh, it's called uh, University of Arkansas at Monticello, and they're the Bull Weevils, which is an interesting mascot. That's a <laughs> different topic. Um, but uh, but anyways, he he became he and I became really good friends. We actually both the school that I taught for one year, McGee, Arkansas, he taught there two years after I left. Um, wow. But now he happens to be in Maumelle, and he's the head band director now at Maumelle High School. And whenever I found this dental office, he was already here as a, as a band director. So I, I uh, valued his opinion a lot on basically, you know, the demographics, the statistics, the trending of, of the town of Maumelle. 
and everything was positive from him, overwhelmingly positive. And, um, you know, the, the office looked, uh, it needed some updating, but not a lot. And it, it had a, it has a good skeleton to it and there was an unfinished side so we could expand and, um, everything just went, it fell into place. So, uh, ended up, you know, getting the office here at Maumelle. So to get to your question, I'm circling around. Um, I, I value music a lot and, uh, it just brings me a lot of joy and, um, it's a hobby of mine that I really am passionate about. And I, I feel that, that there are a lot of people that share that passion with me. Um, so I, in the, Last year, I know I, uh, we, we raised and, and um, donated $1,000 to a local group called Acapella Rising, which is men's barbershop uh, harmonies, um, uh, four-part harmonies. And I sang, it's all acapella. I sang in there, in that group for two years now. And I uh, also got my dad, my brother, they're, they're in there too. So it's kind of a family thing. It's a lot of fun. But um, we go to competitions like we went to Dallas, Texas um, every year since COVID. We haven't met yet again. We've been closed down. But um, but anyway, so I've donated uh, money there to a music organization. And then uh, this year, actually, I happen to have my um, my best handwriting technician at, at our office filled out a big check for us. And I'm going to go. Uh, here, I guess at about 12 noon, I'm going to go and I'm, I'm playing bass guitar with the high school jazz band and Mr. Blake Morris, uh, the director there. And I got a big check here that I'm going to present see it to there the in band. the background. Yeah. Um, um, kind of, I don't know if you can oh, see it or nice. not. Yeah. That's so cute. I am not talented with handwriting, so I definitely no, it looks great. a good team member <laughs> to help with that. Oh, that's wonderful. So we've got some fun planned today to get, get that to them and, and play some music. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you really enjoy just your community and everything that is kind of inter intertwined and found a perfect location for your practice. I mean, it's really nice to kind of hear that journey. Everyone's journey is a little bit different on where they land and kind of how they drive patients into the practice. And I mean, it kind of seems like it's a no-brainer. They, they see your face everywhere in different involvements. I mean, especially in the high school, I mean, that, that bridges in so much different community outreach through parents and friends and family and children and such. So that's really exciting that you're able to kind of immerse yourself in the community. And it sounds like have a blast while you're doing it. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I think our next donation, if we can get to it, is going to be um, the Maumelle Animal Shelter because my dog, my whole staff uh, is dog dog friendly. I don't think we have a lot of cat people, but everybody's dogs. And, and I have a big dog uh, at home. He's a yeah. giant schnauzer. He and I also uh, walk to work because I only live a mile, mm-hmm. maybe just over a mile from here. And uh, several days of the year, we will we will walk to work and I'll have him in my in my bathroom back here. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) I'm a dog person myself. We have the German short hairs. That's, we have two of those kind of just stuck with that breed. Um, Well, and kind of circling back um, to talking about just becoming a top practice. What would you say, you know, in wanting to start when you started looking for your practice and kind of set that foundation of building your patient base. What to you does it mean to have a top practice? If, if say someone was reaching out to you, that's still in dental school. So to me, to have a top practice, 
um, you have to be efficient. You have to avoid extra costs that you don't need. You have to uh, motivate your team to have a, a good positive culture where no one is, is um, the phrase, I tell the, the team a lot of times, the phrase, that's not my job, is not something I want to hear at our office. It should be, yes, I can help you with that. And what else can I do for you? You know, because we're all in it together. And my team has really bought into that. And um, we, you know, we take care of each other. It's just like a family here for us. And, and I think the patients um, give us a lot of feedback where they say, you know, wow, you guys have such positive energy and everybody's interacting so well and y'all are so in sync. So uh, team, I think, is, is real important and culture. And then, of course, you know, you need to have some talent. And, and we've, we've had some people in and out trying to find the right mix of talent. And I think we're, we've really done a good job. Uh, and, um, you know, I think those are all important elements it was a big, broad question. I'm trying to figure out. Uh, no, I think you touched before. on it a lot. I mean, culture is huge. I can't yes. tell you. I've been in the, the, the dental field my whole life, um, kind of born into it with my parents. But you can feel, even when I talk to offices now working remotely, um, or when I was in offices, you can really tell the sense of vibe or feeling if they're not meshing well, or if the assistant is having a tiff with the front office or just that mm -hmm. common drama that you see in an office. So I think culture makes a big difference and it kind of then just overflows into the patients and them wanting to come back to, into that enjoyable experience experience. Yes, ma'am. So that's great. Now, I, I know obviously um, you've implemented e-assist into your practice and that support. Mm -hmm. How would you say that's helped in, in um, behind the scenes or, you know, taking your practice to the next level? Okay, so insurance companies um, are generally not our friends and um, they try to uh, do as little as possible for their clients and they're, they're, it's a business for them, right? It's a business model. And they've become a middleman between the client for us and, and our business. Um, that middleman can take a enormous amount of time from, from our staff. Um, and, you know, because they, they deny a claim, right? And then you have to maybe go on a portal and then the portal doesn't work. And then you have to call them and then they put you on hold and they get you to someone and then, during that time, you may be on hold for 10 minutes. Then when you get on there, then four people are at the front desk trying to, trying to get, you know, checked in or checked out. Uh, plus you have three or four phone calls coming in and it's, it's like, man, I've, I've done all this work to get this, to work on this claim that was denied. And I sat on hold for this amount of time. And now I finally got the agent on the line and I really need to be you know, working with the people that are here present at this time in front of me, our customers, our direct customers, not the middleman, right? So um, that is gone. It's completely gone. Um, our, our staff that, that is actually here on, on site at our facility um, has no distractions with insurance companies. And, and the example that I gave you was a small one, because as you know, because I'm sure I'm sure you've had some experience with it working with e-assist, 
it, there's a lot. Um, I think right now we, we have, um, you know, claims that we've been working on for months and even with our experts, they're still, um, you know, telling me, doc, Dr. Wallace, we're, we're confident that we're going to get it, but there, there's more hoops that they're making us jump through and we're, we're, we're on it, you know? So, um, I think yeah. that's, that's been a big help. Absolutely. I think insurance companies kind of capitalize on that, that process that you explained. Mm -hmm. And they're hoping that 10 minutes in, you've got to drop off because then a patient walks in the front door and then it starts the cycle all over again, you know, that's and they right. just delay that time so they can delay that payment. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's so sad. I mean, especially as a nation going through what we just went through with the pandemic and now kind of seeing the collateral effects of that, you know, you would think that insurance companies wouldn't, uh, make the patients or the providers work so hard for the money that they've been paying for, for being insured, you know, for so long. So it's really just nice to hear that ESS is able to kind of um, unrestrict those distractions and allow that patient focused care. Cause right now it's, it's definitely of, of importance just to feel seen and heard and know that someone else is fighting for that money. I think it's obvious uh, an often misconception that, um, you know, offices are required to submit claims, you know, and how that is a courtesy for patients. I couldn't imagine being a patient and having to file my own dental claim and then fight oh, no. them. <laughs> no. And I, I'm, I'm kind of ashamed to say, but I may still not know how to read an EOB properly, uh, but my front desk yeah. does and, and yeah. uh, ESS certainly does. Uh, another thing I wanted to point out, uh, my, my usual direct contact that I have with ESS, Andrea Loshman, Boy, she is very valuable to, to me. Um, it's almost like having an extra, I don't want to say secretary, but an extra clerical person on my staff. Um, if I need to generate a report, I'm, you know, I'm constantly doing business admin things uh, with, with, with loans and finances going in and out. And these banks are always asking, well, can I get this report based on these numbers and X, per, X percent of procedures you've done here and there? And Every time I ask Andrea, hey, they're, they're looking for this. Can you generate this? I mean, she's on it. Usually the same day it's done and it's, it's sent right to me. And then I just send it to the next person so that I can continue to keep my chairs full and, and for us to, you know, have a good business. Yeah, that's it's very, nice. been really good. That's really nice. That's one of the things I think in my, my current role that I like to explain to anyone that I'm talking is how we do have, you know, those dedicated teams. So obviously we're a company that supplies that support, but I don't think until you're really immersed in it, you see the, the connection that you have with these team members and they really just become an extension of your, your office family. And they really integrate, you know, into those day-to-days. It's nice to hear that you've also kind of built that relationship. I've seen it so many times. I mean, mm -hmm. to where I've seen offices invite our team members out to their office parties because they're just as much a part, you know, of their team. So it's, yeah. it's really I nice to hear. I think Andrea is a little ways away, but she's she welcome is, yeah. to come anytime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe no, I, I know her. we're all over. I, maybe I can help her on some transportation costs. <laughs> well, that would, I'm sure she would love that. Um, but it's just nice to know that, you, you know, we can make that personal connection as well as providing, you know, obviously the fundamental of the service. Absolutely. Oh, that's great. Well, um, we're just going to take a quick break from our sponsor and then we'll be right back to learn more about your practice. 
All right, welcome back to our top pod, our top practice winner, um, Dr. Dustin Wallace, our February e-assist winner. We just returned um, from our break, and before we left, we just touched on some of the community involvement, how you're making a difference in your practice, the culture that it creates, um, and just kind of taking your practice to the next level with that ultimate support with e-assist and what we can help to bring behind the scenes. Thank you again. Um, for taking this time with me. Now, as we come back, I wanted to touch on um, something that I thought to be pretty awesome is your veteran community involvement. Now, I know you are a captain in the U.S. Army Reserves. Tell me a little bit about that journey. Yes, ma'am. So I have several uh, cousins, uncles, aunts, etc. that uh, have been in the, the armed forces. I think one of them was Navy and the other 90 of them were Army. <laughs> so, uh, and I always was impressed with the discipline, the, you know, um, the sim symbolic nature of the, the military and, and the, uh, just the reverence that, that people give it. And uh, I feel the same way. I'm, I'm patriotic, you know, um, and, and I, I just enjoy being a part and being able to, to wear the uniform. And, and have that honor, duty, respect, you know, leadership, all of that. Um, I guess the other motivator was obviously dental schools have, have become, <laughs> I don't know if they're a racket, a racketeer kind of deal yet, but man, uh, half a million dollars is pretty common now to get through dental school. And uh, as I said earlier, I come from a typewriter repairman and a, and a waitress slash clerical um, uh, parent household. So half a million dollars is not really laying around anywhere. So uh, the U.S. you know, Army, um, the agreement that we formed uh, that I, I signed up on with the Army Reserves as a nine year agreement. And I'm I'm finished. I'm, I guess, yeah, near the end of year eight. So I've got about a year and a half maybe left. Um, and then we'll see how it goes after that. I may re I may try to get, get the 20 and retire, but, um, you know, the, the uh, agreement with the army has really helped me to, to, um, uh, I guess, pay off some of my student loans and survive that huge hit, um, uh, that it costs. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's really great. And thank you obviously for your service and that, you know, um, investment of your time. And I, I think it, it kind of is one self, um, I guess is the word self-serving, self-unserving. I'm not sure if that's the right terminology, um, but you're serving in so many different areas. I mean, it, it's almost an alignment, right? With serving your country and supporting in that way and supporting your community and their dental needs and your practice, you know, um, it's just kind of a full circle. And, and the, the other thing too, I have recently, my practice, which e-assist would, would know, um, we have uh, reached out to the VA and uh, a company called LHI, which is their, their big insurance kind of collections uh, entity that they use. And we've been seeing several uh, veterans uh, over the last six to 12 months, I guess. Um, not sure how long when we started, but somewhere in that area. And um, that's been a pleasure too. I feel like I can immediately, you know, kind of connect with those patients and, uh, uh, they they usually have a mutual respect with me because they know I've served eight, nine years almost. Um, 
So that that's and it gets them out of the VA, right? I mean, I think VA dentists kind of get a bad rap, but uh, um, I can I can understand as a previous military child and the the dental you know world of it. Um, So it's probably nice that they have another option. (laughs) I get several VA uh, VA patients that that I, I guess would I would say they communicate to me the uh, not fast pace of the VA where they left. And, and, and yeah, I, I hear how, wow, you know, it's, they're, they're kind of like, wow, this was so quick. And, yeah. and, you know, they're, they're really, uh, I guess, excited and happy when they, when they get to our office and see that things right. move a lot faster. Yeah. Limitations are definitely a little bit different in the private practice. So I can understand yeah. that, that difference there. Well, that's really exciting. That's just awesome that you can continue to, to do that. I, I can relate um, the respect level and just the sense of direction and, you know, um, structure that that provides. It's really life-changing for sure. Yes, ma'am. Well, and then I just kind of like to always ask everyone that I talk with an interview, if you were able to kind of give yourself a letter or talk to yourself when you're first graduating dental school and tell yourself one thing that you would do differently or continue doing, what would that be? That is a difficult question. I know. Makes One you thing think. I would do differently <laughs> or continue to do, uh, I would say when you're hiring employees, make sure that you establish some form of this is going to be a training phase and then a probationary phase and make sure that you uh, get an employee handbook as soon as you possibly can and you have these um protections in place so that you, you know, both protect your employees and yourself and your business and, and everything from litigation or, uh, or problems. Um, I think those are, those are very important part of, of probably any business, but certainly one where we have so much foot traffic in and out and we're, you know, performing on the human body, uh, every day. So, so I think those are, those are real helpful to have. And, um, I guess I would, I would have had mine sooner, had mine finished sooner. Um, and I, I would continue to emphasize that. Um, so that's great. I, that's my, I tell you, answer. I've asked that question a lot of times and whether I'm, you know, on a podcast or just kind of speaking, that's one of my intriguing questions. Um, I've never gotten that answer before, but I think that's one of my favorite because it's things that, I mean, I have talked to many uh, dentists and, and in dental school, even though you were paying like what you had talked about, you don't really get that like management of an office or business 101 of the things you, I mean, you want to get in, you want to start practicing. Um, and that's just really sound advice that when you're starting a practice, these are the fundamentals, which really may not be that hard. And there's people there to help, of course, too, but Mm-hmm. I've never heard that individual piece of advice. And I think that's probably one of the best pieces of advice any new doctor starting out could have. Well, I hope it worked out. because You didn't, you didn't arm me with that question before we started. I know. And I never so I do like, because ah. I want to get you off guard. It, you know, you it's that um, we could really ask that question in any phase of our life, right. Or any, sure different section, whether it's our marriage or relationships, or if you're a parent, I mean, you could really ask yourself that. 
Um, and I think it's always nice to kind of get the, and I apologize, I mean, to take you off guard, um, but just that organic, like, hmm, as of today, what would that be? Because tomorrow it could be different, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, well, I've really enjoyed our time today. It's nice to kind of talk with someone that you feel like you've known for a while. I feel like I've learned so much about you. I know you've got some exciting things to do today and deliver that check to the high school. Um, so I. I'm so excited for them. Um, and I will not take any more of your time. Again, we have just loved having you, um, one, as a client and partnering with your practice, but two, to celebrate you as our top uh, practice winner for February. Thank you so much. And one last thing, uh, the number eight ranked Arkansas Razorbacks are going to kick some butt today. And they <laughs> have to play, they, and I find this funny, they happen to play a university called Colgate. So, oh, how funny. Let's see how that goes. Your favorite team and your favorite industry, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, absolutely. Well, you have a great rest of your day and your weekend. Again, thank you for your time today. And uh, we'll talk again soon. Okay. Thank you so much. And I really appreciate what eAssist has done for us. So, thank you again. Thank you. To learn more about eAssist's top practices, visit www.dentalbilling.com and make sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode.